0: You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your host here, Colton Molesky, bringing you Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the Locked On T-Wolves Twitter account, that's at Locked On T-Wolves, as well as my Twitter account, at C-Molesky, M-O-L-E-S-K-Y. Uh, for podcasts for sports information all that good stuff also make sure to check out the locked on mba podcast for daily updates on recent news and activity around the mba make sure that you're uh you're checking in on that one every single day digestible nuggets great uh, guests and uh and as always recent news giving you all the updates you need on the locked on NBA podcast all right Today, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to recap the weekend, just a little bit, talk about takeaways that we have from the weekend. We're going to talk about uh, the the new look Timberwolves uh, and if it can stick. And then we're going to preview the Pacers game, which is going down tonight, if you're listening to this, uh, on Monday. Again, that is going down 7 o'clock on Monday. That's a home game for the 1-2 Timberwolves. Let's dive into it, shall we? All right, so... The Timberwolves played the, the Cavaliers at home, and then they went on the road to play the Mavericks. That was a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Now, in both of these games, I think the biggest lesson learned is that the Timberwolves are not going to be playing a lot of defense here. Uh, both of those games, uh, you saw opponents top 115 points. Dallas won that game by scoring 140 points. Oh, my goodness crazy stuff, uh, the the defense of the, the Timberwolves not standing out, but their offense has been really impressive, really, really impressive, uh, to say the least. I don't think we expected this explosion, but I think there's a few reasons, and we'll get into that, a few reasons why this is happening and why I think you can expect it to be a consistent change for the Timberwolves that they're going to be scoring more, and that uh, you're going to see this this diversity from them. I, I, I like what you're seeing so far. Obviously, the defense has been a problem. I think some of that will get better when you see guys like Josh Okogie, uh develop as a, a player and as an NBA defensive piece. I think Bay's job, when he starts getting rolled into this scheme, I think you'll see that the def- He kind of helps the defense a little bit. I think all those pieces will happen, but that is at least months away, if not longer, for the Timberwolves. So right now, I think you can expect a lot of running and gunning and, uh, and a lot of high-scoring games for the Timberwolves. These are going to be exciting games. Uh, another thing you saw in both of these games were the Timberwolves with double-digit leads against the Cavs and against the Mavericks— and both of those leads were blown against the Mavericks. They actually end up losing that game, but they had a twenty, a twenty-five point lead, I believe it was, against the Cavaliers. And that lead got uh, neutralized—a twenty-one point lead, excuse me—and uh, that lead got neutralized to, down to five points before they ended, ended up pulling away and winning that game. And that—that's not exactly encouraging. I uh, and. Again, it comes back to this defense is not going to be sound. Uh, Obviously, with Jimmy Butler in there, it doesn't help. Or with Jimmy Butler out of the lineup on Saturday, that doesn't help. But even with Jimmy Butler there, this defense is not going to be super stout. And uh, Towns, we're still waiting for him to kind of come alive this season. Haven't really had a a dominant Towns game yet. Uh, That will probably help when Towns locks in. Ah, uh, but Wiggins has been playing pretty well. Uh, he's been pretty engaged for these games, and Butler was a monster against the Cavaliers. And it's still these games are still going to be high scoring, but the Timberwolves uh, are are playing different. Their bench is more involved than it ever was last season. You have Butler taking a break uh, already, uh, it, which is good. You you should be if you're going to play guys. Uh, 35, 36 minutes, like Butler kind of gets, uh, to give him breaks on games, I I think is a good thing. And I, I I like that there's that control of the minutes. I like that. You're not running guys into the ground. Again, this is only three games in, but if this is kind of going to be the new standard for the Timberwolves, we're diving into the bench and giving these guys minutes and we're going to give these guys rest as well you're not you're going to see a roster that's going to attack teams differently they're going to be more creative and versatile because you have to be because you're giving guys rest but you're also going to see a roster that's going to be a little fresher and that's not going to be exhausted when you get into february when you get into march and i think that is really important too if you want this team to be a playoff contender and so i i think those things are important and i think exercising them early and hoping that's a trend is not foolhardy i think that that is uh, a positive and a silver lining for the Timberwolves. Uh, again, the, the first, I, said, I said this on the, the Locked on NBA podcast when I talked with Josh the other day about it. But the, the biggest thing that you can take away is I think that the, from this weekend, uh, Jimmy Butler goes and drops 33 against the Cavaliers. And this is, the big, I, this is for me the biggest takeaway by far from the weekend. Jimmy Butler drops 33 against the Cavs, and you have all the stuff about the trade, about how angry he is with this franchise and this organization still swirling around this team. But at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler's still going to help this team win games. He's still going to be a big part of this roster. He's going to be a big reason why Timberwolves win a lot, like, a lot of these games is because of what he does on the court. The reason that people were excited about the Timberwolves bringing in Tibbs was that he was going to help a young team develop their defense, and they had offensive pieces, and they had clearly had offensive talent with Wiggins and Towns, and now he was going to come in, he was going to improve the defensive side of things, and you just don't see that with Tibbs. He's not improved the defense at all. He's brought in defensive pieces, he's brought in his guys, but it hasn't monumentally changed the uh, he hasn't monumentally changed the defense of the Timberwolves for more than maybe a month and a half stretch or a month stretches. Uh, But there's not been a huge change around the defense of the Timberwolves. And that's why, if you're looking at this going into the season, two of these guys are going to have uh, a detrimental summer or one of these guys, excuse me, of these two of Jimmy Butler and Tibbs. One of these guys is going to have a detrimental summer. And it's going to be Tibbs because he's going, to, he's going to get fired at the end of this year, especially if they don't make the playoffs. But even if they do, he's going to be fired because he's not fixing the the reason they brought him in is his ability to fix the defense, which he hasn't done for the last couple of seasons, and he hasn't done when they turned the roster over to him and let him do whatever he wanted to bring guys in to fix that. He hasn't fixed the defense, and. Butler can come in and help a team, help a franchise. Uh, he can f- cover up some things on a franchise. Tibbs is not covering up anything. Tibbs is not helping this team. You could say that the biggest impact Tibbs has had is maybe he helps get the Jimmy Butler deal, Butler deal done. Maybe he, he's the guy that brings in Taj Gibson, not a bad role player. But the thing that he was supposed to fix and the, thing, the reason that he was a, an impact coach to bring in, he's not doing those things. And so if you're going away from this weekend, it's very clear, especially after this weekend, two bad teams in the Cavaliers and the Mavericks put up over 120 points each. The Cavs had 123. The Mavs had 140. I mean, this is the reason that it's not going to be a good summer for Tibbs is because of of these problems that he's just not fixing. And it was especially clear when you have one guy on the side of this, Jimmy Butler, who is still making a difference. Whatever you can say, whatever you want to say about his lock romantics, he's still making a difference for teams. Even if he doesn't want to be there, Tibbs is not, Tibbs is not making a difference. And so that was probably the biggest, just really crystallized the difference between these two guys and why one of these guys is going to be fired. And one of these guys is going to be on a team that really is excited to have Jimmy Butler. And, uh, so that was a huge takeaway also in the Mavericks game. Uh, Obviously, that's a game you should. I feel like we've had this conversation 10 times last year, so I'm not going to spend too much time in on it. Obviously, they should win this game. You have foul trouble from Wiggins early, but you know, at least he's super engaged uh, in, in getting fouls as opposed to just staying in the corner and looking depressed. Uh, but Towns just hasn't locked in, hasn't been his his, his self, the, the guy we saw in December and January, the guy we saw at the end of last season. Uh, if you don't include the playoffs, he just has not looked himself. A lot of those floaters in the first half looked flat. He was having trouble with DeAndre Jordan, who was doing whatever they he wanted once they got him involved in the game plan. Uh, but all that uh, led up to this game being close, way closer than it should have been, especially after they jumped out to a big lead in that first quarter, 46 points in that first quarter. But that was still a push off by Dennis Smith Jr., that was still a push-off. That was still a bummer of a call that, to have it go that way. But that was a, that was a push-off. And so that's a bummer of a game to lose. That's one that you kind of shake your head at, but you know it shouldn't have been that close anyways. And uh, you just got to get on to the next game, which is going to be the Pacers. We're going to get to that, and we're going to get to a conversation about some of the differences that Timberwolves in just execution stuff that they're already showing this year. But first, we're going to take a break for some sponsors. I like going to to games. I like going to concerts, but I, I rarely buy tickets from the venue. I rarely go and buy Timberwolves tickets on, on the Timberwolves website or go to the stadium and get tickets there. I'm usually on the go or I'm, uh, I'm making these decisions kind of last minute. Oh, Timberwolves. Uh, I'm not working in the Timberwolves game. I, Maybe I still want to go to it. How do I get my seats? How do I get my tickets for that concert or that, that play at the theater when it's spur of the moment or when I just realize that my family is going to be in town and I want to do something fun with them? I go to Vivid Seats. That's what I do. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. They offer great prices and easy purchasing experience. With pod, the podcast code LOCKEDON, that's locked on, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more for, their first, for the first-time customers of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Remember, enter the promo code LOCKEDON and receive $20 off orders of $200 or more for a new customer of Vivid Seats. And Vivid Seats confirms orders are backed by 100% guarantee. 100% guarantee, that means there's no room for error and you're going to get not have any hassle. They're easy to purchase. You're not going to have to think about getting those concert tickets getting those tickets to a sporting event or the theater for memories that will last the rest of your life. Go to vivid seats now. All right. So we're going to talk about the Pacers again. They play the Pacers. The Timberwolves play the Pacers at home at home tonight. If you're listening to this, that's Monday night, but I want to talk quickly. What are some of the differences you've seen or some of the differences I've seen in this Timberwolves team? Uh, They're scoring a lot. And that's not by accident. That's not because uh, Butler is still on this team uh, necessarily, although it definitely helps. Uh, it's not because of the Derrick Rose Renaissance, although that helps. It's because of how they're deploying these guys, different roster lines playing more point guards, and because of pace. So, pace, uh, if you don't know, uh, is affected by how many possessions you're getting in a game. The pace of the Timberwolves is at 104. Right now, last season, it was 96. They're getting a 96 on pace. And so uh, they're playing more up tempo. They're playing faster. And that's affecting how they're attacking defenses. If you look at their stats, especially in transition, uh, they're p- scoring with a 43% frequency on transition plays. They're going to transition 18.1% of the time. And they're scoring 73% of the time in transition. That's one of the best scoring rates in the NBA in transition. Uh, In fact, I'm looking through the other team's numbers right now. That is the best scoring frequency in transition, 73 by a mile. And again, they're they're going to it really frequently too. Both those numbers are huge jumps from last season. Uh, and, and there are big jumps just in the NBA in general. You see, most teams don't get to it above, uh, don't go to a free, the transition with a frequency of more than fifteen uh, percent. Most teams are under that mark. Timberwolves eighteen uh, percent. And again, it's a small sample size, granted, from last season, but or from last season to this season. Again, only three games. But last season, the Timberwolves were had a twelve percent frequency rate. They were going to transitioning games and they were only scoring on uh, 51 or excuse me 52 percent uh frequency rate in transition again very small sample size but already you're seeing from this team they're going to transition more they're running a faster pace they're shooting more threes they're uh you saw this in the In the games, both against the Cavaliers and the Mavericks, 25 total attempted threes, 27 against the Mavericks. And they shot 40 and 51 percent from three in those games, respectively. And again, this is a team last year that did not shoot a lot of threes. They did not shoot the ball. Uh, well from three, but they also didn't attempt that many threes. They're right around 21%, 21 three-point attempts per game. One of the worst teams in the NBA in most three, they're either the worst or the second to worst team in almost every category in three-point shooting last season. And so to see them not only run faster pace because they're playing uh, point guards more, they're they're running different lineups more, they're using more versatility than just six guys, to see them elevate their pace Uh, take advantage of transition more and to see them space the floor better already in this season is super encouraging, super encouraging. And I think even with all the stuff, the defensive problems, the stuff around Butler, uh, a bad loss, you don't want to lose to the Mavericks. uh, But even with that stuff, I think this is a team that you can get excited about because you can see. This is going to, this is going to, it looks like it's going to be different from last year. They're trying new things. They're being different. And and you know what? Maybe they're not going to be a great defensive team, but that's not as scary if they're going to take full advantage of the offensive pieces that they have on this roster. They're a bad defensive team, and they're not using the full potential of this roster. That's a scary, that's a scary idea. It's not great that they're not a great defensive team. But it's really encouraging to see that, OK, maybe we're not a great defensive team, but we're at least going to put our guys in the best spots for them to succeed on offense. And we're going to try and counterbalance the defense with that. That's a fight that you can win more times than not versus the other way of doing things versus uh, using a tight roster, playing with a, a clenched fist. You're not playing loose. You're not playing free. And they're, they seem to be doing that. At least the numbers show they're doing that right now. And we'll, we'll see if they can hold up. We'll see if they can continue to do that. Hopefully they can. But that presents a really interesting matchup with the Pacers. Now, the Pacers, uh, in pace, they're ranked 27th out of 30 teams. They're getting a 100 mark in the pace uh, category towards t- compared to 104 for the Timberwolves. They're ranked top 10 in defense. They're actually the 7th best uh, net defensive Rating In the in the NBA, this is a team that's going to try and slow the pace of the game down. They're going to try and hold the Timberwolves to under 100 points, and they're going to try and uh, just make it uh, everything clogged. They're going to try and bring everything into the paint where they can play guys like Thaddeus Young. They have Miles Turner. Really let those guys and their defense dominate this game. And then on the other side, you're just letting Victor Oladipo win his one-on-one matchups uh, they're going to run screens and stuff, obviously, for Victor Depot, But if Victor Depot can have a big game and the Timberwolves score under 100 points, that's kind of the formula for how the Pacers are going to beat the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves need to stick to their guns. When it's going to be hard, and the, I think it's going to be a hard first half. I think the Pacers are going to come out and try and punch them in the mouth a little bit. And it's going to be a tough first half. I really think it's going to be a, a tight first half with the Timberwolves probably losing by a few points in that first half. But they need to sk- stick to their guns. They can't just leave the starters out there for 37 minutes. They need to stick to their guns. They need to change up the lineups, stay versatile, stay fast, and keep shooting threes even if they're not hitting. The The Mavericks shot threes. Again, you do not want to copy the Mavericks in a ton of stuff because, because they're, uh, they're not a good team yet, even if they beat the Timberwolves. They're not a good team yet. And so you need to... You need to stick to your guns as far as the transition. Excuse me. Uh, you need to stick to your guns as far as transition. You need to keep shooting threes. Mavericks shot fifty threes. They hit 17 of them, but they're hitting big threes late in that game. They're hitting big threes late in that game, which helped them bail uh, out that the, the poor play early on. And that's what the Timberwolves need to do. They need to stay consistent. If you can shoot 28 threes in this game, uh, and just knock down 40% of them, that would be huge. But you can't tighten up and shoot 23s. You can't just shoot 23s in this game. You need to keep the floor spacing. You need to keep the pace up. I think that Derrick Rose, Jeff Teague, Tyce Jones are doing a great job playing all of these guys a decent chunk of minutes. And these guys, especially Derrick Rose and Jeff Teague, are doing a great job keeping the pace fast. You got to keep that up. got to stay true to that and try and make this, like, 120 to 115 type game. That's the type of game the Timberwolves win. And so that's the formula for them. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed leading into the Pacers game. Uh, This information that I'm throwing at you, I will be back again very soon with another podcast. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked on Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On.